Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. Hey everyone, welcome back. It feels like it's been forever since I've you know been recording one of these episodes, uh, but I'm back from Idaho after spending two weeks of doing some elk and mule deer hunting there, and this will be the first of a few episodes here going through. You know, every couple of days recorded a podcast while we were uh, at camp at night going through kind of like a semi-live style recording of the hunt, going through the, you know, the highs, the lows, successes, failures, gear breakdowns, just the camp camaraderie, a whole bunch of other stuff. And I did this type of podcast last year. I modified it a little bit to try to make it, you know, even uh, better, more, more informative to everyone. So, Hopefully it's a, it's a little bit entertaining for you as well. So this podcast is brought to you by Onyx. And Onyx offers the most premier mapping service available to the hunters, you know, non-hunters like these, these mapping. We use them all the time, you know, even at work, anything else to check out private, public property boundaries. And it was especially helpful on this Idaho hunt where we had to navigate around some private property at times to, you know, stay on the public, get to some, you know, a little bit more hard to reach places. If you want to save 20% on Onyx Hunt app, you can go over to onyxmaps.com, use the coupon code EMW, and that'll save you 20%. Also, Maven Optics. So Maven, I use their new uh, S2 spotter along with my old trusty B2 9x45 binoculars a ton on this trip. Glassing was the name of the game. And by using the combination of these two uh, with the spotter only weighing 32 ounces and, you know, having the binos always on my chest, I was always running these things and either running them on the tripod or without and really just letting my eyes do more work for me than my, my legs like I've done in the past. And it, uh, as you'll hear, definitely paid off for us to, to work a little bit smarter, not harder at times. So Maven Optics, you go over to mavenbuilt.com, check out their optics, use the code EASTMEETSWEST-GIFT, get yourself a free gift with any full price optics order. And Heather's Choice, so Heather's Choice was or is the one of the most healthy meal options available out there to the backcountry hunter, adventure, traveler, whatever you are, wherever you're going. The little packaroon snacks had them in my pack every day, along with some of the other guys. And also the meals, breakfast, dinners, everything else to be able to really, you know, provide your body with, you know, high quality nutrition over a long period of time so you don't break down and crash and, and recover as needed. So if you head over to Heatherschoice.com, use the coupon code East Meets West, get yourself Free shipping on any orders over $99. And if your order doesn't hit $99, still please go through the link on our website under the partners page. It really helps us out a ton. Corey Jacobson 
and Elk 101 have put together the University of Elk Hunting. So I've been doing the course now for four years and it has taught me so much, you know, in addition with the podcast and everything else that are out there, you know, this course has everything in one place to learn elk hunting, whether you're brand new to it or you've been doing it for 10 years and just want to learn some more. It's, it's a really great thing to help from the planning uh, phase all the way to packing the meat out. If you want to use the code East Meets West at checkout, you will save yourself 20% on the online course. So head over to elk101.com to check that out. All right, so we'll go right into these daily updates here. And uh, this is the introduction one and a night one recorded this episode and definitely lead you into some really exciting things coming out here. All right, welcome back to another episode of the East Meets West Hunt Podcast. This uh, episode and the, the, I guess the few that are going to be coming after this are kind of special ones as we're sitting in a valley in the middle of nowhere in Idaho to record this for some daily updates. So we just finished up day one and I'm sitting here with the guys to just give a brief update of kind of what happened with the day. So let's, let's go around the table and introduce, you know, yourselves. Mason, do you want to give a start? Yeah, I'm uh Bo's cousin, Mason. Talked to me into going on this hunt. Really glad he did. Got here last night about 2 a.m. and didn't really know what we were getting into and woke up in the most pristine elk country I've ever seen. It is, uh, it's actually stunning to look at. I haven't seen an elk yet, but we've heard some bugles tonight and excited to get this week rolling. Yeah. All right, Michael. Uh, my name is Michael. Uh, one of Bo's buddies here. Kind of had a, a game plan here to hunt, hunt a mule deer in Colorado and that fell through, not drawn tags. So we're scrambling, trying to figure a backup plan. And Bo's like, hey, Mason, Mike, why don't you guys come hunt Idaho with me? I don't really have a plan yet. So Mason and I decided to come on out with Bo and, and see what he, what makes him tick here with these elk. Um, we drove in here late, like Mason said, didn't, didn't get to see a whole lot. Knew it looked pretty steep from the car. Woke up this morning in first light and there's some pretty epic basins that we're going to be able to get to hunt. I hope this rut kicks off because we'll have some awesome area. Not a lot of people, and a couple of guys that are here we know, so we know the or have met. So, yeah, like it's gonna be good. Yeah, it uh, it was a long drive in last night, as you guys kind of both alluded to, and I'm sure you can tell. And all of our voices were pretty tired. We drove um, well over 30 hours in last night, and. Uh, Got up still relatively early. I mean, we kind of messed around at camp, got things situated, acclimated a little bit, and and also woke up to our fourth guy on here. Uh, I'm Justin Mueller. I actually am just meeting these three guys for the first time <laughs> earlier today, you know. Uh, basically, Bo and I have been talking about this trip for, I don't know, probably what, the last two months or so, you think? Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm a, f- uh, a photographer and videographer, and Bo thought it'd be pretty cool to capture this uh, this hunt on film. So I'm out here with these guys and seeing what we can make happen. You know, we got we got plenty of time. Like these guys already said, the country's beautiful. We got good company, good hunters, and see what we can make happen out of it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good just kind of introduction to everyone so 
first day, like like I said, the beginning of the day, hung out at camp, kind of, you know, got to know each other here, got to know Justin. So since Michael and uh, Mason, we we all grew up together, and this isn't our first rodeo together. And uh, so we hung out at camp, got everything organized, figured out what we didn't have organized, and uh, basically just went up for the afternoon to take a a little a little hike over up over the hill and kind of what uh our plan was to take it easy i mean we we took it kind of easy but it was still i don't know if there's really any easy hikes around here <laughs> it's steep <laughs> yeah very steep yeah so it was uh we climbed up and it was, it was funny michael split off to one side and michael do you want to just kind of get into what what you saw when you split away from us yeah so i split away from these guys and said uh Bolo had about about three three and a half mile hike in that he was looking to get to, and I just decided I was going to do a little bit of a shorter route, take it easy, uh, not not wanting to push myself too hard right away this year as I did last. Um, and about six and a half miles later, I found myself sitting on the top of a pretty cool spot to to see a lot of country and glass. So. A uh, lot of lot of mule deer sign, a lot of beds. Uh, already looks like they're rubbing trees up here for one reason or another. If, even if it's just for the velvet, if that's the case, there's a lot of them rubbed up. Uh, a lot of fresh sign. Not a lot of elk sign on this hill, but uh, these guys, I guess, had a little bit more of that, and I uh, got got to see a lot of a lot of cows through this through the spotter, and, and that's about it on my end. When you say cows, you mean moo cows. Yeah, yeah, moo moo cows. <laughs> yeah. Cows we're looking for. Not cow elk. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw a nice black bears on a pretty precarious spot up on the top of this mountain. I was like, holy crap, that's a black bear. So I hiked my butt off to go get a better look. Even with the spotter, I couldn't tell. It was a good ways out. And uh, it, was, it was a cow, so I, I wasted some time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Added to the trip. Yeah, when we uh we hiked up one ditch to head up over and got up to this vantage point there and we're like, Oh we'll glass and there was some timber that was kinda of broken up a little bit and see if there's anything bedded in it and and just another reason for us to not kinda of push it too hard, kinda of like you said, Michael, on day one and and uh we're sitting there and all of a sudden I got distracted by the basin all the way across the road where Mason Mason told me I need to start focusing on what we can actually hunt. And <laughs> I was like, look, there's a black bear over there. And he says it's a cow. I still think it's a black bear. Um, it's probably a cow. It's probably from the hundreds of cows we saw, it's probably a cow. But then a random black bear walking across a wide open hillside around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. <laughs> what do you we'll think? Never if, know. Only, if we remembered one <laughs> tripod, we would have known. Yeah, <laughs> part of the organization thing. We like, oh, well, we'll have one tripod, you know, throughout the group. Well, we split off a little bit different than we thought, and we didn't have tripods. So I'm sitting there with that my new little Maven spotter with it trying to rest on my knee and hold it up to my eye. That just isn't the right combination for that. Yeah, I was I was freehanding. Uh, I think that thing's an 80 mil spotter. Which is not ideal for. Oh, you didn't have your tripod either. No. So we left all the tripods back we, here. I, I thought you were gonna have a nice. tripod. I figured I'd hunt with you guys. <laughs> oh, that. I was like kind of laying down a little bit, kind of one knee up. I got in a pretty good solid spot and could see a good ways. So 
but I felt I was pretty sore after laying like that for a while. Yeah, that's funny. And then, uh, so anyways, when Michael split off and he uh, was messing around with some cows up in the high country, we kept walking up this other side of the, the basin, basically, and, and went up this chute, got up on top, and there was nice avalanche chute coming off the backside of the mountain. So Mason posted up there to kind of watch that and watch the, the one valley there and just glass. And while Justin and I walked up to the, this next spot where there was like a what looked like it would have been a pretty nice meadow online. It wasn't really anything that would attract elk, but it was still a good spot where a couple different saddles came together. And I think they traveled through there as the, all the rubs and the trails, you know, showed that were on the edge of it. But, um, so we sat there and, and, uh, Mason, what did you see anything? I, I glassed a couple different avalanche shoots and sat on the edge of a, big meadow in the bottom of one of the avalanche chutes and nothing came out this afternoon but uh everything's a lot lot steeper than it looks on google earth (laughs) yeah it's a lot of up and down and there's a lot of like in this mountain range it's not like it's like you can run ridges long ways like they just go up and down up and down there's all these many little kickouts and i don't even know the right terms for some of it but it's there's a lot of different terrain changes that's for sure right it's pretty pretty challenging from that standpoint and that and makes the wind kind of even tougher to to figure out than it already is we did get about 10 yards from a mule deer doe or a small buck walking out whichever and uh that was pretty neat to finally see something tonight yeah and then justin and i were sitting over there just kind of hanging out and and chit-chatting listening for bugles and and uh probably about 15 minutes before dark i thought i heard one and i'm like did you hear that and he's like no i don't know i'm like all right i'm hearing shit again so a little bit longer then sure enough it was a bugle and it's it was up probably another i don't know six eight hundred feet elevation gain above us there's a at least from what google Earth shows there's another meadow up there and it's basically right up against the the rock cliff walls getting up to the peak. It's about as high as you can get with any sort of timber or or even, you know, openings. There's nothing else there that's as high as you can get. And there's and he bugled probably about three or four times. So must have been bedded up there. And we kinda of have a game plan in the morning. Uh, at least Justin and I are gonna head up in there early yeah. as we can get. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning too, the last what the last week has been kind of cool up here and these last two days have been hot Mm -hmm. you know so we're just kind of thinking that the reason we didn't see too much or hear anything till right before dark just because it's so hot you know and i think if what's that it was definitely shorts and t-shirt weather today yeah it was you know we sweated our butts off hiking up there so i think it's kind of worth where that one was bugling tonight just kind of head up there and see you never know there might be a little water hole or a wallow up there that they're hitting and if it's unseasonably hot that'd be a good spot to you know just kind of spend another afternoon just seeing where everything is and you never know something might come in and hit that yeah so no definitely so that's what we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna head up in there and try to try to see if we can either beat them back to their beds as they're coming from we think they're feeding quite a bit below even a couple thousand feet down off the mountain and coming up over there um so we're gonna try to get in super early see how that works out and then Michael Mason, do you guys have a little bit different game plan? Yeah, probably do a little more glass and uh, try to 
try to find something, kind of put eyes on something and just watch. Uh, this being, uh, uh, I think, what, like 15-day hunt. Try to try to get a game plan of what's going on. If this rut doesn't heat up, just have a backup plan and, and, and ambush hunt instead of bugle hunt. Try to get a good idea, lay the land, how they're moving through it because it is... It's unique features here that there's no high country. Uh, it's anything that's high country is all rock and and just sheer vertical. Uh, and then even the stuff up high, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of a lot of water up there like you you find in some of the places in Colorado. So it'll be it'll be unique. It'll be fun and try to get a good eye on what's going on here and then hunt hard. Yeah, it's I mean it's backwards from Colorado with the, when you have the high country is they're going up in you know those meadows up there to feed and they'll go actually kind of down into the timber um, in some of those places to bed where here they can't go up like where their beds close sometimes even up against the cliff from the sounds of it and I mean we've only been here for one day but from talking to some other guys that have hunted here that's kind of what it seems like and they're feeding down at the bottoms like even down towards the roads in the at night and then going back up to bed so yep so a couple different game plans we'll see what we can uh, get into tomorrow do you guys have any any last words tonight oh yeah we we didn't we didn't uh, touch base on. Uh, we could have tagged out on two muley does this morning. First thing, yeah, gave him, oh, yeah. Gave him the hard pass while we were still setting up. Camp. Yeah, looking off the tailgate more or less through binoculars at two two muleys at at probably ninety yards with no effort of a stalk. I know I, I strongly uh, I contemplated sending one because I'm a I'm a meat hunter, so it. it it was tough to, it was tough to just watch him walk by, but that was pretty cool. I was right next to the truck. We we're all standing there. That would have been a story. Yeah. It would have been good for Justin. I don't know what you would have done with video, but hey. <laughs> I'd have figured something out. It'd have been nice having some back straps right now around the fire, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, and actually walking out, Justin broke his camera on day one. Was, <laughs> day That's one. pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I expected to make it all 15 days without breaking something, but just it's tough when it's on day one, but I got a backup camera, so we'll be all right. All just right. had to change my plans a little bit. It'll be yep. fun, though. Cool. All right, guys. Well, I think it's uh, getting late here. We've got an early morning, so let's get to bed. Sounds good. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of East Meets West Hunt with your host, Bo Martonic. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, Facebook at East Meets West Outdoors, and Instagram at East Meets West Hunt. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe, and we'll catch you next time.